eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC sports. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear. Good evening, everyone. It's time for the Coast Coast podcast here on InsideCarolina.com. I'm merely your host. Sorry, I've been watching too much Peaky Blinders lately. Um, it's vacation, so you binge things. What's up, y'all? Uh, you're tuned into InsideCarolina.com's Coast to Coast podcast here on Inside Carolina. Uh, you know, been working on my Tommy Shelby a little bit there, but uh, I know I at least got a, a side eye from Shrill. I think Sean's too Sean's too buried in his notes to to notice what I was doing, but we are glad that you, the listener, the viewer, are with us tonight. On this episode, one of many from InsideCarolina.com's network of podcasts, I am just your host, Joey Powell, but with me are the two guys you are here to see, Sherelle McMillan, Sean Moran. Guys, I don't have time for pleasantries. It was funny because I did have time for my for my Peaky Blinders reference, but I don't have time for pleasantries because this is the most packed agenda that we have had since I've been hosting this show. Is that fair to say? It's been a year now. Congratulations again. It's been is like, it? Yeah, it's been a year. Awesome. Hey, I've been, our, here, been here a year and you guys haven't gotten rid of me. That's, that's I think it. our first Angelo Brizzy conversation was like last June. So. <laughs> our first of our five part series of Angelo <laughs> Brizzy discussions. Oh, man, uh, that's 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 actually really, really that's a good throwback. I like that. I appreciate you. Uh, Sherelle and Sean are joining us. We're going to discuss many things. Like I said, this really is a packed agenda for a show. So I'm going to try to keep the hubbub to a minimum. Do want to make sure we get some business out of the way. Follow us on YouTube. Uh, subscribe to the channel. Get all of this stuff. If you're watching us, thank you. Uh, if you're listening to us, make sure you're subscribing so this drops immediately into your uh, Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, I'm sorry, uh, Spotify, wherever you're getting your podcast from, go ahead and subscribe. Then take it a step further. We would really appreciate it. Hey, if you think that these past year of me hosting these has been garbage, let us know. But if you think they've been great, give us a review. Like, let us know. That actually helps Inside Carolina. It helps our content, and we would appreciate you guys doing that for us. And... In payment for that, we will give you a great show. Starting out, I want to thank Johnny T-Shirt for supporting this because Johnny T-Shirt has just as much goods as we have goods for you today. First things first, Isaac Trout is in Chapel Hill. He is on his official visit right before we hit. And Sherelle, I think the dead period is what, Monday? Or I'm sorry, uh, July 1st? Yeah, there's some leeway with that. So uh, certain seniors can keep visiting 
um, after July 1st for official visits. I, I need, I should have had the rules. I'm not well prepared. I didn't, um, but, I, look, I didn't prep you. That's, <laughs> this is on the host. I will own this. Go ahead. But, but there are some official visits that can happen after July 1st. However, Trout will be leaving on Tuesday. So he's going to take up most of the 48 hours that are allotted for an official visit. This is his final scheduled official visit because again these are junior year official visits so if he's so inclined after august 1st he can take five more he's already taken trips to uh, michigan state uh, to nebraska and to uva and then he's taken an unofficial trip to creighton both the creighton and nebraska obviously are the in-state schools and then michigan state uva and carolina um <clears throat> and i think he just kind of wants to see unc uh, never been out there before never seen the campus um hasn't met any of the coaches in person so all that stuff building a rapport is what UNC is trying to do this weekend um, and then just let him know that he's wanted and, and kind of what they envisioned for him in Hebert Davis's, Hebert Davis's system. All right Sean Isaac Trout swimming around in Chapel Hill as we record this how do you feel like his game's going to match up with with what he would be coming in with with the roster because I'll be honest his film he looks good he's smooth uh, really athletic for for what we've seen and and the guy plays probably more above the rim than you would expect someone of his size and of his game. Talk to me about him. Yeah, he's, he's definitely an interesting player. And I think going back to when we first talked about him on the podcast, probably January or February, uh, you know, it's probably a, a far-fetched idea that he would, he would visit Carolina uh, just given some of the other interests. So the fact that he is on campus right now just shows that they've been able to prioritize him, uh, you know, since the new coaching staff came up, came on board. So with him, you know, I think he is a, he's a, I'd say a kind of a four or five where he, he is a true stretch four, but um, he's a guy that could also isn't afraid to play in the post. Um, so I think he has a good mix of, of inside outside type of game, but in high school, you, you can also see him bringing the ball up the court every now and then, um, you know, he's not getting, he'll never be kind of a, a natural wing just given his size, but he's got a smooth, a smooth shot, good mechanics, uh, as you alluded to, he's, he's definitely a little more athletic than, than he looks where he can, uh, you know, if he gets a step on you with a, with a pump fake, you know, it takes one, one, two dribbles and he's, he's above the rim. Um, so he's a very versatile player. And I think he would, you know, once again, we're all anxious to see how quote unquote kind of the new Carolina looks from an offensive end, but he's definitely a guy that could easily stretch the floor. Uh, but at the same time, isn't a guy that's just going to hang out on the perimeter and doesn't want to bang down low because he can certainly flash in the mid post for a little, you know, short shot, uh, post up smaller defenders. So he's a very interesting player. And I think, uh, you know, players like those are ones that we'll see Hubert Davis and the staff targeting uh, time and time again over the next few years. And Shrell, if memory serves me, he averages in the high thirties from uh, beyond the arc. Would that qualify him? For the hybrid role? No, would that qualify him for the what – is, what is the term that we've been throwing around for all these offers that, that Hubert Davis has been throwing out? Shooter? Uh, would that qualify oh, him as a shooter? Yeah, yeah, I, I, would, I would think so. Man, you i got to prep you guys better for these shows. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm standing, standing here on an island butt naked holding my Johnson. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's what Hubert Davis wants. You know, you know guys, we, we talked about it, who can face, they can space, which is, you know, another word for shooting, and they can post. And uh, just from watching what we've seen of him, I mean, he can do all those things. Like he seems to be the perfect, like true 
you know, modern day four, um, cause he can do all those things, can put the ball, um, on the floor and, and drive some, as Sean said, I mean, he just, he has all those skills. So very anxious to see him, uh, at the Under Armour event in a couple of weeks, just against national competition. Um, his high school didn't play in either of the live periods. They've been kind of doing camps. So, uh, it'll be his first real competition in a couple months since the spring. Um, so really just anxious to see him and, and what he looks like. Sean, I uh, want to skip ahead. Speaking of live, uh, or at least watching live performances, uh, you did some scouting of Jalen Washington this week. Uh, what did you see new from him that you hadn't seen before? And I know you've done some really good write-ups on uh, Inside Carolina's recruiting board and on some past dossiers in the past, er, past dossiers for the for the site. What did you see when you saw his games this weekend that maybe you did not know he had, as the kids say, in his bag? Uh, well, one, I think it was just good to watch a, a full game where, where you get to see the makes, the misses, but how he's, how he's moving up the court, uh, you know, how he's, how he's defending. And his, his high school team played, played four games, uh, so two games on Saturday. Uh, you know, it was talked about on the Carolina board where all four or the whole Carolina coaching staff was um, at, his, at his early game on Saturday, and then he had two more on Sunday. So was able to watch that first game where the whole coaching staff was was involved, uh, as well as his first game today. Unfortunately, his team went 0-4, um, but you know I think he played he played pretty well uh, in the first game. Went for 20 24 points, um, and he did it kind of a, a variety of ways. Uh, I think he had he had two threes. I think it was around 10 of 12 from the free throw line. He had a few you know a few shots up close, and I think. What, what we everybody's familiar with and what we had talked about before was it more of his face-up game. You know, one guy Caroline offered last year was uh, Jabari Smith, and he kind of uh, resembles him a, a little bit just in terms of shooting and, and how they where they like to catch the ball. Uh, so he's very comfortable just catching it from 15 to 18 feet and kind of getting into his pivot, u- using a jab step to get space and, and launching. And if he's inside the arc, uh, you know, he, there's, he had one air ball, but besides that, he was pretty much right on, right on target. And then I mentioned the two threes where, uh, you know, he was running down the court and basically just pulled up from, from three off the catch, um, off at the top of the key. And it it looked fairly smooth, you know, not the quickest shot release, but a pretty, pretty good one for his size. And then defensively, you know, he has the seven foot plus wingspan. So if somebody tries to post him up. All he really has to do is, you know, put his put his arm straight up, and he's gonna he's gonna make it difficult for uh, the opponent. And there are a few times in pick and roll situations where he was trying to recover to, you know, a guard or a wing, and it was pretty easy for him to to make up ground with his his length in terms of blocking shots. So overall, he played um, he played pretty well in terms of of what what we were able to watch. You know, I think that defensively, you know, I, I Carolina is recruiting him as a four. I, I kind of see him more as a, a five that could place him four in a two big offense. But I think really defensively, he, he's going to slot in at a five versatility wise, because there's still, um, you know, I'd say just from a, a lateral quickness perspective, as well as vertical explosion are kind of two things that, uh, you know, are, he, he can, he can work on going forward, but at the same time, going back to our Seth Trimble conversation and how athletic and explosive he is and how that could make him more attractive um, to the next level, I think some of the deficiencies in Washington's game are ones that could keep him around in college for more than a year. 
you know, I, I used the word recover in, in kind of how he was able to move a few minutes ago. But I also want to talk about something that really affected his recruitment, uh, and that was his ACL injury. Did you feel like anything that you saw, did he show any lingering effects or anything that may be sticking around? Or does it look like he's actually gotten through that physically? And as we know, recovering from major knee reconstruction can also give guys a little bit of uh, mental hesitation. Did you feel like he is fully recovered from that? I mean, I thought he, he, he looked, you know, he, he looked, you, you couldn't really tell if he was favoring, you know, he, he was still wearing a knee brace, uh, but in turn, you know, he, he was grabbing defensive rebounds or if his teammates did, he was getting up and down the court very quickly in terms of just straight line running. So, you know, he was looking fine in, in terms of picking up speed pretty quickly. And I think in, in terms of what I just mentioned as kind of some of the weaknesses, I think those will just, you know, those take time, especially for basketball players and, and ACLs. I feel it always takes, almost a year after they've been playing um, for them to truly, you know, we've seen that with Dexter Strickland and, and others to, to truly feel comfortable. Um, so I think that will continue to come throughout his high school senior year. Um, and once again, there was, there was times where even just switching, he was moving pretty well. And once again, the length kind of, kind of helps him um, maybe counterbalance if he's not able to slide his feet quick enough on, on some, but, once again, I think those two areas will continue to improve uh, throughout the high school season, but it didn't look like he was, was favoring one over the other. And once again, it was four games in, in two days, which is a lot, uh, especially coming off of, off of that. But he, he played pretty good minutes. And while the team uh, was struggling at times, he continued to, to play well. And the one thing I didn't mention was really his passing ability. Um, I thought he, he, he had a very good, um, ability to find, you know, cause he was getting double teamed a lot. The teams are playing zone defenses, et cetera. And he didn't really force, force the issue a whole lot. And he was able to quickly, quickly realize, you know, where is the open man and hit them, uh, you know, right, in, right in the chest almost. So they didn't really need to, you know, they had a pretty good pass to go up for the shot. So that was one thing that I don't think came across in a lot of the, the highlight videos, but I did think his passing ability was something that, that jumped out this weekend. That is something, too, that as we watch how Hubert Davis installs his vision of offense, uh, you got to think that spacing being so important as he's talked to recruits and parents and, and to the media, that having a big that can continue to pass well, but more importantly, reverse the ball quickly, you know, when it does come inside. Uh, if, if Washington is able to do that and he does end up coming to Carolina, that's going to be a really, really nice, uh, a really, really nice arrow for him to have in his quiver. Sherelle. We have some more information that we did not expect to be discussing this week, but when it was revealed, I guess, late Friday that Dawson Garcia has a player from Marquette. It was a freshman last year. Uh, Tar Heel fans may remember him well from the loss that uh, the Tar Heels suffered at the hands of Marquette and Dawson Garcia in the Smith Center. Uh, Sherelle, Dawson Garcia has entered his name into the transfer portal. I think a lot of folks expected it, but since he had been working out for NBA teams, you know, maybe they'd forgotten, uh, and, and North Carolina had kind of moved on, you know, signing uh, Brady Manick and Justin McCoy. What can you tell us about Dawson Garcia and how it might relate to the North Carolina basketball program? Uh, so we have a note up on the premium board. We can, I'll, I'll just say there's mutual interest between the two parties, and we can leave it at that if you want. Additional information, you know, sign up for premium, go check that out. Uh, I, I would say it's funny because the second that Steve Wojcikowski got fired at Marquette, 
it was blood in the water because everyone was like, oh, this means that Dawson Garcia <laughs> might be available. And I'm, I mean, that, that it, it really was a huge deal because he, you know, he played so well um, at times, you know, obviously he had the monster game against Carolina. He had some real big games in the big East and, you know, he just seemed like an ascending player again, that kind of modern forward. Uh, so to me, it's just funny because that was, I was looking at text messages from like March 25th and we're talking <laughs> about uh, Dustin Garcia. Um, so it, it's funny that it's happening now. And again, this goes back to when we talk about the transfer portal, why you just don't take any guy again from right. my favorite school, Stony Brook in May went because, you know, the July 1st deadline was still coming and you just don't know who's going to decide to return, who's going to decide to go into the NBA, who's going to enter the portal. Uh, you know, there could be a perfect player. And Dawson Garcia, pretty much for what Carolina wants to do now under Hubert Davis is kind of a perfect player. Now, you know, it is a interesting situation because, as you said, they do have uh, kind of two stretch fours already signed. Um, but, you know, I, I want to be delicate because I understand that those guys, I, I'm not going to say they were promised things, but you know, they want a chance to play, but from a Carolina perspective, it is an absolute no brainer that you call Dawson Garcia and say, Hey, we're interested. You know, we think you can help us because he's a talented player in North Carolina, as Hubert Davis has said, since the day he got the job needs more talented players. So I, I don't get the line of thought that it might hurt someone's feelings or whatever. These guys are competitors, go compete you know, in, in October, go compete and win the job. If, you know, you want, if you want it, that, it's simple as that. So um, I, I got aside from there. So anyway, um, but no, yeah, there, I, there's, hang <laughs> on, stay there, stay Cause I think there's been uh, in the note that you posted on the inside Carolina premium message board, which as Sherelle said, subscribe, if you're not subscribing, you're not getting the goodness like this, but subscribe. There's been some discussion there about, you know, is Dawson Garcia take, and that's absolutely absurd. And I, I want to echo your point, but I will be the heavy handed one say it's absurd to think that a player with his skill set and his caliber would not be a take for North Carolina, regardless of who's on the roster. Please right. continue. Yeah. And you're not going to promise him anything. You, you're going to say, and I think this is what Hubert Davis has done, just like his mentor, Roy Williams and his mentor, Dean Smith. Um, if you come to Carolina, you will have the opportunity to earn a chance for playing time. And that's all anyone's ever promised. And I, I think that's what they would say. This, you know, the same thing they would say to Garcia is like, hey, you know, right now they have two, real, you know, kind of full time, uh, what you would call post players or, or bigs with Justin McCoy, kind of a versatile piece who can kind of go back and forth. And it wouldn't hurt to have one more. And they have two scholarships. So I, I don't see I, don't, I just don't get the line of thinking that you wouldn't pursue him, you know, because of roster concerns yes it's a it's a you know very delicate situation sure but at the same time you have to you know Hebert Davis has to do what's in the best interest of the team and if he thinks going after Dawson Garcia is the best in the best interest of the team which I, again I don't see how it's not then you have to do it um so not to be repetitive anyway um but, but just a refresher on Garcia you know he was offered a scholarship from Roy Williams two years ago, um, North Carolina was in a good spot uh, from everything we had heard uh, with Garcia. Um, he had had a kind of a, a standout performance at the MBPA camp in Charlottesville um, in June of 2019. Uh, I think he might've been on the same team as Dayron Sharp that year. I'm not hundred percent sure, um, but North Carolina talked to him. They were thinking about scheduling a visit. And then, you know, Walker Kessler came to Carolina, um, loved to visit and committed. And that was kind of the end of the Dotson Garcia recruitment as it related to North Carolina. 
Um, so he's very familiar um, with Hubert Davis. Hubert Davis had a lot of conversations with him. And I think uh, his family likes North Carolina. And he played AAU basketball with Corbin Walton for D1 Minnesota on the Adidas. It wasn't the 3SSB circuit then, but it is now. Um, but I, I don't think that should be um, taken lightly either, um, playing with Curran Walton again. Again, both of those guys from Minnesota. So it's a situation that's going to play itself out, I think, over the next couple of weeks. Um, you know, and he said that he's open to all options. He's open to staying in the draft. If his, if his workouts go well, he's got a few weeks before he has to pull his name from the draft. He's open to going back to Marquette um, and trying to run it back and, and see what Shaka Smart's talking about. And he's open, obviously, by entering a transfer portal to going somewhere else and playing college basketball next year. But again, this is why you keep a scholarship or two open towards the end of, of the portal, because you never know when a home run um, you know, signing might come through the portal. And I want to hammer home something you said, too, about how North Carolina's coaching staff uh, from all the way back to Dean Smith has said, you're not going to promise, you know, they, they typically don't promise playing time. They promise an opportunity for playing time. And since Garcia has previously been recruited by Roy Williams and assistant Hubert Davis, he has probably likely heard those exact same words, uh, yep. maybe with different players alongside of him. He's likely heard that exact same pitch. Uh, another pitch that you're going to hear, and you've probably heard before, is me talking about Johnny T-shirt. And I keep talking about him. I'm going to keep recruiting for them because Johnny T-Shirt is five-star caliber. Johnny T-Shirt is absolutely top talent. Johnny T-Shirt is a take for any roster in America at any point in time. If you need University of North Carolina gear, you go to johnnytshirt.com or you stop by their store on West Franklin Street in Chapel Hill. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of these, these recruits and, and, and guys are coming through with their families they're probably ending up at Johnny T-shirt. Uh, you're stopping in Chapel Hill. If you've got a, a rising freshman, you're going to go move them into their dorm. You're going to go buy Johnny T-shirt. You got to get that shirt that says uh, says Carolina mom or Carolina dad or Carolina neighbor, whatever it is. They got all that stuff. Johnny T-shirt, best prices you're going to find. And as we talked about earlier, if you're an inside Carolina premium subscriber, take that extra 10 off the top. You're going to appreciate it and you're going to be glad you did. So we appreciate Johnny T-Shirt. I hope you will appreciate them too. Take a quick break. Let the national guys drop some advertisements in here for a second. And then we'll come right back and talk a little bit more about guys that are going to be on campus very soon. And guess what? They're finally going to re-rank these players. We've been talking about it forever. So stick around. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, thanks for sticking around, everybody. You're listening to the Coast to Coast podcast. I'm Joey Powell, just simply your host, tour guide, 
uh, concierge for this great informational podcast about University of North Carolina basketball recruiting here on InsideCarolina.com. With me, as always, Sean Moran, Sherelle McMillan. And Sherelle, you dropped some news again on the premium message boards about two guys are going to be dropping into Chapel Hill, maybe going by Johnny T-shirt in the next couple of days. Uh, Gigi Jackson, who just popped on the UNC radar recently, officially. And then Robert Dillingham. What can you say about uh, or what can we expect uh, from those guys coming to town this week? Uh, they are North Carolina's only two offers in the 2023 class. So I think that says a lot that they were able to get both of them on campus fairly early. Um, and then they are both, you know, top 20 ish players. I think Jackson kind of depends on what service that you're looking at. And then Dillingham is top 10, you know, pretty much by everybody. <clears throat> so these are, um, what we would call elite players. And you'd imagine that they will, uh, play pickup with the team, you know, if they're around and, and do kind of a tour. So these will be very much like, uh, official visits. Uh, they would just be kind of a full day thing. I would imagine, uh, for Jackson is his first time being on campus. And as we said, him and his dad grew up, uh, kind of in a Carolina household, uh, both were big, big fans. Um, we do not expect, uh, any, significant news to come out of that visit <laughs> i think a lot of people were drawing parallels to the day run sharp uh, recruitment and commitment because uh, it, it kind of happened at the same time and the visit was around the same time um, but we do not expect that not to say that it, it won't happen but it's not expected at all um, but just a, a really good job for uh, hubert davis to get both of them on campus jackson has taken a lot of unofficial visits because i think he does want to he doesn't want to go make this recruiting process too long, not saying it's going to end anytime soon, but he's already been um, to Virginia Tech. He's already been to Wake Forest. He's already been to NC State and Duke. Obviously, South Carolina is home, uh, so he's been there. And then he's going to Clemson the day after his UNC visit uh, or scheduled to, to go to Clemson the day after his UNC visit. And also um, talking about going to Georgetown as well. So he's just getting out, seeing schools. Again, this will be his first time on UNC's campus. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens from there. But just big for Hebert Davis to get those two on campus so early. It's actually refreshing to hear about uh, kids with that sort of pedigree taking all their visits. I mean, maybe I'm just old school that way, but it's actually kind of cool to hear them. And again, these are unofficials that, that are going on for UNC on, on Tuesday, but it's actually kind of cool to hear that those kids are, are going around and seeing uh, all those different opportunities and are really kind of immersing themselves in the process. Um, really quickly, I want to uh, hit the vitals for those two guys. If my, uh, if my internet will hurry up, I could actually throw those up. If anybody's got their profiles uh, up right now, I want to list them. Robert well, Dillingham. I will tell you, Gigi Jackson's mother is very, very specific about his height. And she said, make sure you say that my son is six, nine and a half, not six, nine, not six, ten. So Gigi Jackson is six, nine and a half. And Gigi's, Gigi's mom is named what? I, I'm not sure her first name, actually. <laughs> uh, Gigi's mama, six, nine and a half, 210 <laughs> from Columbia, South Carolina. All right. Six, nine and a half. Y'all hear us? Make sure we get that right on the records. We can't have uh, can't have a recruit's mom mad at us. And Robert Dillingham out of Charlotte, six foot even, 160 pound point guard. He plays with Team Charlotte on the Under Armour circuit. All right, guys, we have talked about this ad nauseum on the show for the last few weeks about when are these guys going to get re-ranked? When are they going to get re-ranked? And it's been a bit of an ordeal for how 24/7 is going to do it. From what I understand, it's just been not seeing guys and having anything to go off because not everyone had seasons last year because of COVID. So it was kind of an apples to oranges scenario. And now that we've seen some of these players coming back, 
we do expect them to re-rank this week. Sean, Sherelle, either one of you have an insight as to how this process is going or is gone. Uh, but I, I, am I correct at also saying that it's going to happen this week? Yeah, so Ben confirmed that on IC. Also, we should probably tease, not tease, but let you know we're having a um, Ask Me Anything or chat with uh, Eric Bossy. Old AMA. Yeah, AMA, yeah, <laughs> with Eric Bossy, who's the 24-7 Sports National Director of Recruiting. Um, that will be on July 1st at 12 p.m., 11 a.m. Central, which is his time. Um, so do stop by. He's going to be talking about um, the rankings, talking about Carolina's target. So great opportunity to hear from someone who has a national perspective on things. Um, as far as how they're doing it, so uh, the 24-7 national team is uh, Jay Meyer, is uh, Travis Branham, is Deshaun London, Brandon Jenkins, and Eric Bossy. And I think typically the way they used to do them under kind of the old staff um, was they would all – just have conversations and just kind of yell at each other until they got to something that they all could agree on. Now I'm not hundred percent sure if they're going to do it the same way, but that's the way it's been done in the past. And, you know, really um, it's just about, they, like you said, they wanted to see the, these kids, they obviously could have done something um, in March or April or, or whatever it was just to say, Hey, we've updated our rankings. But I think they really wanted to get through the live periods um, and see everybody, not only with their AU team back in the spring, but also with their high school team here um, over the summer or these last two weekends in June, and then use that as a springboard for new rankings as they head into the July eval periods, which I assume there'll be some more movement, you know, into August and September. So that look, that's kind of what the timeline looks like in the process. Um, so all those guys are collaborate. Um, they all have specific regions that they cover and then, you know, boom, out come the rankings. All right, Sean, anything you want to add there? About, uh, did Sherelle put that in nice enough of a package for us? You did. Uh, nothing to add, just that uh, rankings are always a lot more difficult than, than people, you know, think they are, <laughs> uh, especially once you start getting outside of the top top 25, 30, 30 guys, uh, especially as given the lack of familiarity, you know, with, with this class, but definitely excited to, to see where everybody, uh, everybody lands up. And I'm sure that will also change tremendously once the, the three July live periods occur, but we'll be good to be going off some, you know, at least uh, refreshed, refreshed rankings. So here's what I'm going to do guys. I'm going to list out uh, current rankings of UNC involved players. And I'm going to list what their most recent 24-7 uh, ranking was. And then I want you guys to say, what do you think it's going to be after the re-ranking comes out this week? Uh, if you'd like to give some editorializing uh, behind that, feel free. Uh, any anecdotes, whatever. But uh, I'm going to write these down. And we're going to go back and check on them later to see how close you guys were. Uh, and maybe, you know, maybe whoever wins between the two of you, I'll, uh, I'll see if I can't work out some sort of, uh, <laughs> some sort of, some sort of wager. Can we get some uh, Jimmy's seafood? I saw Sherelle was tweeting about it this week. So, what do you know about Jimmy's? So, you know, as a matter of fact, I, I, Sean, you are in California. They do ship to California, and you can get it quickly. Sherelle, any, 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 anything there? You, you, no, you want to keep the crab goodness for yourself? Yeah, I'm not gonna say anything else. Uh, yes, Jimmy's. That's it. That's, you know, that's the tweet. I, I, I can't stand that. Like, that's it. That's the tweet. Yes, Jimmy. <laughs> Man, I love it. I love it when I hit Sherelle and all of his uh, his angry buttons. All right. First guy, first two we're going to go for are the UNC commitments that we have so far. Uh, we hit the emergency pod this week when Seth Trimble committed. Seth Trimble's most recent ranking. Hang on. Pause. 
I do want to say why this is important to our listeners and our, and our viewers is because a lot of these guys, as we've said, uh, are probably going to move. We think some of the North Carolina guys are probably going to move up. Uh, I can't guarantee that, but it's important that you guys remember that. Um, and so as we go, 24-7 ranking most recently is what I'm basing this off of. Seth Trimble, most recent 24-7 ranking, 102. Sean, where do you think Seth Trimble is going to end up? I think uh, so. Right, right now, after the next rankings, not saying where he ends up by the time he enrolls, but after the next, yeah, yeah. after this new set of re rankings we've been waiting over a year for. I'm going to go uh, 33. All right. Sherelle? I'm going to go 39. All right. So 33, 39. Uh, next one, Will Shaver, uh, kid committed. A little, little ways back, I think right around the 1st of June, maybe. Um, does that sound right? 1st of June? Uh, a little earlier in May. A little earlier June. in May? His, oh, his no, visit was... No, that, his, that, sorry, that was his commitment. Yeah. yeah, he committed June 2nd. Yeah, his... his, yeah. his okay, yeah, because he committed right around the time of his visit. Mm-hmm. All right, Will Shaver, currently 162 in the 24-7 most recent rankings. 162. Sean? I'm going to go with uh, 88. Shrill. 96. 96, which again, top 100 kids are impactful players in college. I think it's important for folks to remember that. And, and I say that, you know, again, that's a 70, you know, 70 spot bump. Um, but I say that just, I, I think he still hasn't been seen by a ton of people. Sure. And that's going to impact him a little bit. Like, you know, Travis saw him. I think it was in, I forget where, but Travis saw him, and, but I don't know if the rest of the staff has. And so they're relying still on some of the tape from the AU events in the spring and all that. Um, so that could change, especially if he has a big July. Um, but I think right now they see the skill set, and I think he, he slots into the top 100. But I think there will probably be some hesitation to put him up any farther until they really you know, put eyes on him. And again, I'm, I'm speaking for them, even though I don't know what they're thinking. Sure. This is just what I think they're thinking. And again, his recruitment was one that, you know, bloomed late because he bloomed late. And I think that this would this would kind of continue that trend. As Sherelle said, not everybody has seen him uh, in order to appropriately rank him. All right. Some other guys that have offers that are of interest to North Carolina and have visited or are in the process of scheduling visits. Um, Whitmore uh, came in. What's his first name? Cam. Cam. Cam Whitmore. Yeah, all right. Thanks, Joey. Um, Cam Whitmore. 109 in the most recent ones he was the i guess he was the most recent or next to most recent offer in this class that sound right yeah him and tyler nickel yeah nickel was we'll get to nickel in a second but yeah so cam whitmore 109 how you guys feel about him sean well i don't know currently he's on the front this is sunday night he's currently on the front page of 24 7 for having blown up at the the dc event um and so you know with with that that could bump him up even more but uh, I'm going to have to increase, increase what I was thinking before, before today, but I'm going to go into the, I'm going to, this is a tough one. I'm going to go 30, 30, uh, actually I'm going to go 31. Ooh, that's high four carat category. That's, that's, that's high four territory is not. It is. And I guess I'm, I'm a little, uh, the article today kind of made me change, change where I, where I had him slotted. So it, it was, I was probably going to go more in the fifties and sixties, but I think uh, the article today is making me increase that. All right, Sherelle, how are you feeling about Cam Whitmore? 22. Ooh, that's five-star territory. Yeah, man. 
Sherelle loves that. Uh, loves the six nine with athletic weight. How weight? He's six seven or six nine. He's like six six, right? God, do he's, I know yeah, anything? He's listed it. I mean, but to be fair, like all these heights, nobody's really sure of, like, because everybody's self-reporting. So sometimes they self-report at six eight, and sometimes they self-report at six five. So, so just, he is six something. Yeah, just call yeah. it six 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 seven. Yeah, all right. I think that's fair. Could, could I ask a quick question? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it depends. Are you gonna do better than I am? Because I'm doing terrible right now. <laughs> Uh, Sherelle, you got to see Whitmore in person at the CP3 Memorial Day tournament, right? Mm-hmm. Did you think he was a five-star then, or what, what were your thoughts coming out of Yeah, I, I probably thought, I was like, okay, he's much better than 10, I think you said 103, whatever it was. Um, but I think the last two weekends playing with his high school team, change the perception a little bit because if you had if you know if you had seen him before or read about him before everything was there the athleticism you know some of the ball handling the size the physicality um you know he's built like a you know like a rush in like a def, you know defensive end uh, for jay bateman or whatever i thought you said um, a russian i'm like no, what no, does no, Dolph lundgren have to do with this what do you rush in <laughs> i'm in koloff i'm in koloff on the wing all right go ahead um but the only question was, can he shoot? Because it, at that size, you know, he probably was going to have to play some three. And, you know, he went nine for 13, I think, in those first two games that Hubert Davis and the staff saw. So between, you know, the shooting be, question being answered and then him playing as well as he did against good, good competition, I think he has the, the kind of prerequisites that, re, you know, require a major bump because, Again, he has the size, he has the athleticism, and now he has the shooting to add to it. And he has the breakout performances in front of um, scouts and coaches. So that, that's why I think he's going to have a huge chunk. That is an absolute rocket being strapped to that young man if he does end up at 22, as, as Sherelle said. All right, next name, we just mentioned him a second ago, uh, Tyler Nickel, currently sitting at 88. Sean, how do you feel about Nickel? Uh, I, think, I think I'm going to go with, um, I think, 50, 55. Sherelle? I was going to say like 64 or 65. Let's just I mean, call double, it 60. Double nickel for a kid named nickel sounds better, but. <laughs> Let's call it 64. 64. Right, 64. Yeah. All right. I'm going to laugh if one of you guys gives like a prospect the same number. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, we talked about him earlier. Ike Trout, how are how you feeling he's going he's gonna to measure out? Sean? I think he's going to stay in the same ballpark. I'm going to go 48. Sherelle? Yeah, I think top four, right? So I'll just say 40 because um, I think that's that's a pretty good place to be slotted. And then, you know, that is the ranking that's pending, being seen more and how he, you know, plays in July. Um, I think he has the the, the tools um, to be someone who moves higher if he has big performances in July. Um, but based upon what he's done already and then kind of projecting forward, I, I think top 40 is a really good, good slot for him. Well, either one of those for Mr. Trout would require a gaffe. Uh, Jalen Washington at 22 right now. Sean, where do you see him? I'm going to go with uh, uh, one of uh, a favorite favorite number, 23. Oh, you got him dropping one. That's the first time we've dropped anybody. All right. I, I see. Well, you I mean, well, well, look, somebody's got to drop, right? Not everybody yeah, can move I up. Mean, I get you're it. You're going to have Lively and, and others jumping up, and I think he's – He's definitely shown that he's he's kind of a that low five star. He's definitely shown how talented he is. Uh, once again, I, I think where he's at right now, there's going to be people jumping ahead of him, uh, but it's not due to you know any you know how he how he's played because he's played very well. But yeah, I'm going to just keep him in that range, but go with number twenty three. 
I think it's important that you you phrase that too. It's not any player that moves down. It has nothing to do with well. Some well, players, <laughs> some players may be, may have been overvalued, but most yeah. of this is going to be due to better exposure for the guys that are rising up. Sherelle, uh, our, our, your teammate there said 23. How are you feeling about Jalen Washington formally at 22? I was going to say 28. 28. Yeah. Right. Again, still in that like five-star or very high four-star uh, borderline. To me, that is, if you're UNC, if you can live there, that's where you live. That's your, I mean, yep. that is that is Armando Baycott, Marcus Page, Joel Berry. Uh, I'm trying to think who else was in that range. But that that is the type of player um, who, you know, Sean has said, usually has one or two kind of deficiencies. I hate to call them that, but deficiencies that keep them from being an early entrant into the NBA draft. Room for growth. Room for growth, uh, growth opportunity. Uh, After a year or two, that's usually the kind of player in in that range. Tony Bradley probably is um, one of the few examples, I think, of someone slotted around 26. Um, But that's where you want to live if you're Carolina. If you can get guys 25 to 40 kind of in that range, um, and, and use that to supplement um, some of the guys that you might sign from the, the bottom half of the top 100 or the top half of the top 100. I'm not sure how it goes. Either anyway, way. yeah, either way, I think that's that's a perfect spot. That's, a, a, again, great context. All right, last one we're going to look at tonight. Derek Lively, uh, you know, massive, massive human, uh, currently sitting at 44. Sean, you're going to put him at negative three? Where are you, you going to put him? Are you, is, <laughs> I know you're. I know you're strapping a rocket to him as well. Well, I mean, this one's kind of cheating because I think uh, you know Bossy already said he had him, had him top five, um, and it wasn't wasn't number five. I, I don't think he's going ahead of Bates or Jalen Duran. Uh, so I'm going to go number number three with him, which I think is is high, uh, just because I, I think there's still, I think this that ranking is going to be pure upside ranking versus. Um, you know, the, the few games I was able to watch this spring, once again, a, a lot can transpire from the spring to where we're at now, but uh, his offensive game still needed uh, some fine tuning, but I'm going to go number three and that's going to be a pure upside play for the rankings. In my opinion. Sherelle, last one. He said 44 to three. <laughs> what do you I mean, got? To Sean's point, you know, it's kind of been given away a little bit already. So I guess I'll just go four since he said top just for five. Some spice. I'm with you. Top five and not five. So the next one is four. So I'll just go four. I'll tell you what, we'll do this. Um, for any of our listeners or viewers, if you have something you would like to see be uh, be awarded to the winner of, uh, of of number of perfect picks or who did the best on this re-ranking guesstimate game that we did here, uh, shoot me an email, joey at insidecarolina.com. We'll figure out a way to to reward our two panelists here for all of their knowledge but i appreciate you guys humoring me there and i think that it's going to be fun to watch over the next little bit as to how the re-rankings settle as you guys have said uh as as more eyes of the evaluators and the analysts see these players it's going to be neat to see how they land and of course again it's going to be important to north carolina fans and people that follow the unc basketball program to see how it affects guys that are in unc's orbit right now all right, guys, before I, uh, before I shut out the lights and, and shut the bar down for the evening, anything else you want to add, Sherell? Uh Yeah, I would say um, I think things <laughs> – some wood over here, I would, I would knock on it, but things should begin to slow down, I would say, after Tuesday. Um, typically, the coaches take vacation, you know, during the 4th to gear up for the July evaluation period. 
Um, so I would think that things will slow down and there'll be a chance for everyone to kind of catch their breath as we get ready for um, July. So just thinking about that, uh, you know, the open evaluation period starts July 8th. Uh, we will be um, in a couple of places down in Georgia, but there's Under Armour events, there's Adidas events, um, and then the Nike teams aren't playing there's not a Nike event that week. So the Nike teams are kind of spread out. So it's going to be a chance for the coaches to really show who is on the radar and who's a priority because they're not going to be able to just be in one gym and watch everybody. You know, some Nike teams are in Alabama and some Nike teams are in New York. So they're going to have to really prioritize. And maybe that will be kind of a tell um, about, you know, who they really, really want or who they're really, really into. And then the other thing I would add is that we talked about Jalen Washington. We didn't really get into his recruitment much, but um, so he has already visited, officially visited UNC and officially visited Stanford. Um, he took an unofficial visit to Marquette um, this past Wednesday, and he's scheduled to be at Purdue today, which would be Monday. Um, he's scheduled to have an unofficial visit there. Um, and what he said in the past is that it would kind of be just a feeling on when he decided to make a commitment, um, whether or not he gets that feeling at some point <laughs> soon, we're, we're not sure. Um, and then at, over the weekend, he did say that he was thinking about possibly taking more unofficial visits in July if it worked out with the schedule. But that's just one that um, it could go on, you know, through November, but that's one that we probably should keep an eye on. It could in, in the next couple of weeks if, you know, he takes those visits and then decides that he's ready to, to make a commitment. So just that's probably one of the recruitments that feels like it's getting close to the end. It might not be, but it kind of feels like it. All right. Good insight there, Sean. Two pennies before we go. I uh, don't know if I have, I have two. I think, um, you know, for, for the Dawson Garcia, I might just be a little more pessimistic um in, in regards to the the fit just given that he played 30 minutes a game as a as a freshman um not to say that from a talent perspective he wouldn't fit because he, he definitely would but uh you know ideally with Armando you know would love to see him get a big boost in minutes up to you know the 28 30 minutes and Manic's been starting basically his, his Oklahoma career so I, I think you know how, how do those minutes play is is the big question mark so once again, there's still a lot to go, whether it's the NBA or Marquette or transfer portal, but that's still where I'm trying to, you know, get my head passed in terms of, you know, does he really want to decrease his, his minutes uh, coming from what he got last year? Appreciate you taking a look at that. And, you know, I don't think anybody's going to dog you for being pessimistic here. There are a lot of variables at play with that particular player and how he might or might not fit with North Carolina. So uh, levity is welcome. We're not going to bash you for it, but <laughs> I am going to get out of here. I'm going to turn out the lights. Uh, appreciate you guys joining us as always. Remember, folks, listening and viewing, rate, subscribe, review, all of that. It really helps us. This is as impassioned of a plea as you can get for me without me reaching through the screen and doing the whole Dusty Roads Hard Times promo. Put your hand right here where my hand is. Reach out and touch somebody. Look, y'all, we appreciate you listening. Appreciate you watching. Uh, I'm thankful for Sherelle and Sean joining us as always, bringing the news, bringing the information and the stuff that you guys expect from us at InsideCarolina.com. Be sure to be on the lookout for all the news as it comes. If you're not a premium subscriber, you're missing out. You might want to take care of that. But we appreciate you joining us. We will catch you guys next time. Thanks to John Sigley for producing. Thanks to Johnny T-Shirt for sponsoring. For Sherelle McMillan, for Sean Moran, I'm just Joey Powell. We'll talk to you guys down the road. Late. Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com. 
where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.